The bicycle is a device to which we can all relate. It's a common denominator. The bicycle as we know it evolved in the 19th century thanks to the work of a number of different inventors. Baron Karl von Dreyes from Germany made the first major development when he created what became known as the Dreyzen Hobby Horse, which was patented in 1817. It's a very simple design propelled by sitting on the seat and running. No mechanical means of propulsion and no brakes. Innovations were created throughout the 19th century and it was with the development of what was known as the safety bicycle late in that century that saw numerous experiments to ascertain the possible role of bicycles and cycling within military establishments. This was primarily because they can carry more equipment and travel longer distances than walking soldiers. In 1887, the first of a series of cyclist manoeuvres involving British volunteer units was held. And in France, several experimental units were created starting in 1886. The French even developed folding bicycles that could be carried slung across the backs of their riders. By 1900, each French line infantry battalion had a cyclist attachment intended for skirmishing, scouting and dispatch carrying. The first known use of bicycles in combat occurred during the Jamison Raid in which cyclists carried messages. This encounter was a botched raid in December 1895, January 1896 against the South African Republic known as the Transvaal. It was carried out by the British colonial administrator and his company troops over the New Year weekend. During World War I, cycle-mounted infantry, scouts, messengers and ambulance carriers were extensively used by all combatants. It's generally not well known that the Australian Imperial Force, the AIF, had cycling units that were used in many of the major battles, such as Messine in France in June 1917 and Passchendaele in Belgium in July 1917. These units were deployed to the front line, as well as undertaking cable bearing, traffic control and reconnaissance. In its 1937 invasion of China, Japan employed some 50,000 bicycle troops. And early in World War II, their southern campaign through what was then known as Malaya, en route to capturing Singapore in 1941, was largely dependent on bicycle riding soldiers. In both instances, bicycles allowed quiet and flexible transport of thousands of troops who were then able to surprise and confuse the defenders. Flexibility included carrying of equipment over long distances through the jungles, whereby each rider could carry up to 36 kilograms, compared to about 18 kilograms by foot soldiers. Allied use of the bicycle in World War II was limited, largely superseded by motorised transport in more modern armies. However, one rather unique aspect was the supply of bicycles to paratroopers and to messengers behind friendly lines. And the term bomber bikes came into use as US forces dropped bicycles out of planes to reach troops behind enemy lines. Over more recent times, the bicycle has taken on a new life as a weapon of the people in guerrilla conflicts and unconventional warfare, where its ability to carry large loads, about 180 kilograms of supplies at the speed of a pedestrian 
make it useful for lightly supplied forces. The Viet Cong and North Vietnamese Army used bicycles to ferry supplies down the Ho Chi Minh Trail, avoiding repeated bombing raids. These bikes were seldom rideable, but were pushed by tenders walking alongside. So the humble bicycle has played a pivotal role since its creation in the early 19th century, both in times of peace and in times of war. And it has come in so many variants, some of which are on display at the museum's Discovery Centre at Castle Hill. Its longevity, its practicality, can be seen in its popularity in today's world, especially throughout Europe and Scandinavia with the general public. It's used in everyday transport, sporting events, for exercise, and just to give pleasure to children and adults alike. What a brilliant invention.